0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. I can't believe it's Thursday already. Thursday the 5th of October 2023. Coming up today, more on Google's big event made by Google. Mm. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
0: Now here's your
1: host Stephen Scott and Sean Breeze. I, I, I kind of feel I should have done that with a bit more gusto, you yeah. know. It just didn't. Kind of, it fell flat at the end, didn't it? It's like mm. made by Google, <laughs> mm. right? Okay. Hey Sean, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Stephen. How are you? Oh, you know me. I'm fine, and I never complain.
2: I know, and you sound so excited as well by the amazing event that we watched together,
1: Stephen. We it was did. a lovely it was experience, the beautiful moment in my uh, life. Uh, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, can we get out of here, please? I am so tired. I just want to go to bed. Uh, update, by the way, for those of you who are tracking my sleep, uh, it's like the, uh, the human way of uh, tracking sleep. I just, I just put all my information into the show. So if ever I think, hmm, was I tired that day? I can listen back to the show and check. Uh, or in fairness, most people tell me rather than the other way around. Yes, um, people remember. But uh, I did get a good sleep last night. Yes, I did. It actually happened. Thank oh. you.
2: That's right, everyone. He slept right through last night. I was so relieved this morning. I feel like a, like a new parent. He slept right through. Oh, it was lovely. I
1: slept right through the night. Uh, I had to be uh, burped a couple of times. Um, but other than that, it was all fine. Uh, no, I, was, I, I woke up at half past five and I thought, no, i shouting at myself in the middle of the night. No, I will not get up at half past five. I will sleep today. I will sleep till nine o'clock. Uh, and I of always, course, then you get up at nine and you go, why didn't I just get up earlier? Because there's shit. so much to do. I know, those extra three or four hours, you can get a lot done. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the problem is you're sitting there the, uh, the whole yeah, time. True. You just want to, you know, just get up and, and just get on with it. But yeah, anyway, I have, uh, I, I, well, I can barely speak. Yeah, I feel great. Uh, <laughs> two coffees in and it I'm was like, was the Google what? event.
2: See, it, you got yeah, so excited. It it. You were jumping oh, well around, you well were done. whooping.
1: And mm. everything last night, it wore you out, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. No, look, I, I'll be honest. I know that we're not googly people, all right? So I get we're not the Googlers who are no. going to get too excited about this uh, because, you know, we're not – look, would we buy a new Google Pixel phone if we weren't doing this gig? Um, no, I wouldn't. That's the honest truth, mm-hmm. and that's because I'm an Apple guy, right? So I, I'm not going to sit here and everyone would know. You would know I'm just making it up if I said to you, oh, yeah, I'll definitely buy one. What I will say, though, is I'm always impressed with what Google's phones can do and the continual work they do to to refresh the style of it and the look of it. And Google Pixel phones are, without doubt, excellent devices. Yes. So if you're buying these, you're getting a good phone. And there was a lot of announcements that came out, um, a lot about cameras. Oh, my God, if I had one more thing about a camera. I know. It's like cameras and AI. That's all you ever hear about anymore. AI is in everything. And AI. so AI yes. everywhere. And it's like, yeah, great. And the thing is, the AI could be the best thing in the world, but we're so sick of hearing about it.
2: Well, it's, <laughs> it's not so just, much it's that, lost on
1: us. I thought it
2: was really interesting what you screamed uh, about five minutes in was just give us examples. Don't go on about, I mean, you were referencing the performance specs when she was going
1: on about the processors and things like that. Okay, it's like 10 times this and 50 times. And if we stacked, you know, all these processors on top of each other, we'd get you as high as the moon. (laughs) Yeah, but what does that mean? Yes, give us practical examples of how this is and why this is amazing.
2: Um, Yeah. And I think they did do that with the call assist feature, which we will get to. I was impressed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think, I'll be honest, it's a bit like the Apple event, actually. I felt there were more software features that i was interested in yeah which i think is where it's going let's be honest about it hardware can only go so far especially when you're changing it every year but there was an announcement that came out near the end of the event which i thought was rather telling and i think this is where they're always trying to hit apple somewhere and in this one it was with the lifetime of the phone we often wonder how long our phones can last right so it was interesting because I was, I was mentioned yesterday, I was interviewed by Shelley Brisbane for an upcoming Parallels episode. I think it's going out next week. And she was asking me, you know, is it time to upgrade to 15? When do you decide when it's time? And I said, well, it depends on the type of phone you have. But truth be told, even if you have an iPhone SE today, you could keep that now and probably for another couple yes. of years. I mean, actually, yeah. I, I kind of figured something out with the SE. You'll know when a new SE is coming out. Because that's usually when it's about to be, the current edition is about to be dropped off the list of supported devices. Yes, that's <laughs> because true. Because if it's still on there, then you know, you know, there's a, there's a new one going to be coming out soon. And you can kind of work it out from the amount of phones that are sitting in the list above it, um, you know, how long that, that phone may, you know, continue to be supported. Yeah. yeah. But Google made an announcement about this, and they said they are going to support phones from eight onwards. I, I, I'm assuming from eight onwards. Um. Because they seem to focus on the Pixel 8. Yeah, Yeah, they seem to focus on 8s. But um, from the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro onwards, it seems anyway, although we'll get clarity on that at some point, um, that they're going to support these phones for seven years. Seven years of OS updates, so new operating systems all the way through, and feature drops. And I thought that was a really interesting announcement, actually. That's a
2: brave announcement. It, it depends what that does. I mean, you know, I'd be interested to see the T's and C's on that. Um, you <laughs> know, I can totally understand to say, okay, the Pixel 8 is going to support the latest, you know, up to Android 21, if we say seven years. Is so 2030 it come...
1: that'll come out? 2030, so, 2030. Yeah. You buy it today. Well, you order you pre-order today a Pixel 8. You can keep that until 2030. Yes. Not um, half past eight, uh, the year 2030.
2: I, it's, it's just a bit... <laughs>
1: Well done, thank you. It's just a
2: bit... It's Thought just a bit... I know, yeah, well, I, I'm sort of <laughs> You're asleep. you <laughs> It was... Um, it's interesting and brave to say that it's going to also support um, features, right? Because who knows where the hardware is going to be in five years? And mm. maybe that's going to be a limitation in certain features. So I, I think it's far safer to say that it's going to support Android, whatever, until 2030. They can probably guarantee that. But anything else? I don't know of a pinch of salt with that but it's still a brave move seven years is a long time how many people are going to actually keep their phones for seven years but oh, well, hang
1: on the way out the way i look at it is i think if you are going to try and hold them to this uh so say you decided to get a pixel eight and you say right i'm not going to buy a new phone until 2030 i've made that decision yeah you will be able to hold them to that probably for the seven years the, the reality though is is what will be new so what were we saying pixel 21 did you say or pixel no what did you no, say the android pixel? 21 it comes oh, with android, android
2: 14 so it'll be supported up to android 21
1: yeah so seven years so seven plus eight is i'm hopeless at 25 no 15? <laughs> <laughs> 15 15 <laughs> 15 right so pixel 15 comes out right and at that point who knows what is going to be available right and how we you know it's a long way away for in tech yeah. terms seven years is a long way off. The fact is, knowing that that device you have is still going to be usable and relevant in seven years. It is a bold claim, but I think it's a brave one. I think it's a smart one as well. And I think for a lot of people, there's probably no expectation for them to keep it seven years. But if most people get five years out of it, I think they'll be quite happy. And at that point, they would upgrade. Because at least you know. I think the problem is there's, there's such FOMO exists, fear of missing out. Such FOMO exists in buying new devices. What, what if I don't have this? What if I don't? What I, I really must upgrade. And I hear a lot of people who present podcasts especially will tell you they've bought it because, well, I have to keep in touch. And well, you really don't, right? I mean, if you've got a 14 Pro or a 13 Pro on an iPhone, you don't need a 15 Pro, right? I would not Stop have it. bought the 15 Pro this year. And no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have That's bought the 15 right Pro Stop had it. Apple not. No, but if Apple hadn't sent us that phone, I wouldn't have bought one. I just wouldn't. I've got a 14 Pro. What would I need no, to upgrade absolutely for? absolutely true.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're right.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I and, don't And know. actually, in fairness, I had a 13 Mini before that, and I really don't even see the reason that, that I got the 14 Pro. So I'm still kind of sitting thinking, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with this 13 Mini. There's nothing wrong with the SE. You know, and, and actually all Google did yesterday was kind of just admit that. There's nothing wrong with any of these phones. You can keep them for this length of time. And I think that is the story that nobody gets told because there's a sense, because obviously these companies want to sell and shift units, right? If they don't shift units, unfortunately, the way the business world works, they have to make money. It's unfortunate the way it works, actually, because the truth is that it's just on this continual need for growth when it's not really doing anything. It's not really changing anything. It's just getting more money out of people's pockets. That's it.
2: But it is addressing uh, an issue with the uh, Android ecosystem, which is the updates, the operating system updates. Mm-hmm. Now, usually, it's from other manufacturers. Are you ever sure you're going to get, a, you know, the latest Android on a, a lesser-known handset brand? Um, but with Google, they're pretty much, you know, because it's running vanilla Android, then you, you're pretty much guaranteed it anyway. But now they've actually, um, was it rubber stamped it or something for seven years? So yeah, I, I think that was actually quite. Quite a confident move from Google, so well but done. only
1: on Pixel, right? Only Pixel. So if you have an LG or you have a, I don't know... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would it be, Motorola, any of those? You're not going to get that guarantee. They might have their own options. They might say, hey, you can keep this for four years, but it's quite. It's a difficult one. It's a bit of like the PC manufacturers, isn't it? It's weird because these companies are kind of trying to eat each other's lunch, but it's actually the same lunch.
2: Yeah, well the difference is no one can take Windows and put it on their own build of a computer and make their own version of Windows. Whatever Windows mm. is, it's stock. Now, you could argue yeah. they put their own bloatware on it and their own software, but at its core it's still always Windows. With Android, people can manufacturers can take it for their own handset and they can do whatever whatever they want with it. Uh but By doing that, when the new version comes out, they've got to recreate those changes to make it their own again. And that's where the sort of delay comes in with Android. But it's far less of an issue now. It's just another reason why someone should go for a Google phone rather than any other manufacturer. Because, hey, I know for seven years, I know I'm going to get updates for it.
1: Yeah, now, of course, cost is an issue as well, right? So we've got to be realistic here. A lot of people can't afford that, hence why they go down the route of getting... Maybe not lesser brands, because I don't think they are, but just, you know, they'll go for alternative brands that offer lower cost. So even Samsung have entry level with the A-range. Motorola yeah. has been very good for a long time. There's other companies as well, LG, and I know others that do, you know, sell Android phones and do well with them. Um, but I think it's, it's, to me, if you want quality, you got to pay for it, right? And quality is what you get with Google, uh, you also get a bit more of a guarantee, I feel, because, like you say, the software is theirs. They develop it. They develop the features first on those devices. So there's things that will come out first on those yes. devices that won't come out on anything else. Uh, and we see that a lot. And there's a couple of examples around accessibility with that. But I think it's just interesting to see how this has been developing. So, yeah, they announced the eight, the Pixel 8 and I kind of love that they do this because then they brought the Pixel Eight Pro, and it, it feels like they just trashed the previous one. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you know, you don't want any of this rubbish with this previous <laughs> eight camera. You know, this is this new Eight Pro. It blows out of the water, you and it's, Apple does the same. Yes. Yeah, no, they do. They just always come out and just trash their own products. I don't understand it, but you know, I I feel I can kind of see uh, maybe I can't. I don't know. I, I keep trying to look and see what the value is to the consumer having one over the other, You're having a Pro versus the Eight. You know, and I feel that the argument is often levied at people who are photographers, people who are creative in the um, you know, say making videos or, or doing stuff on Instagram, but these people yeah. that take pictures of their own face every five seconds and put it on the internet, um, you people might want, you know, a, a better camera to, to show your face. Um I just it's the problem for us is we don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about any of that stuff. I just cannot get Do excited you think it about is cameras. That?
2: Or do you think it is just, uh, you know, it's playing on our own psyche of, hey, now I've got the best one. If I put another oh, of course few it is. bucks into it, now I've got the best. I don't know if there is an actual, I don't know. I don't know. What were the, the differences between the Pro? I, honestly, I can't even remember. That's that's how much of a notice I take. I, I just think, think it was mainly it was cameras. Camera. Yeah.
1: Mainly cameras. And, and, you know, it usually is, in fairness, the cameras. And that's certainly what I got from it. Um, in terms of processor, yeah, you'll get a little bit faster speeds, a little bit. But again, it's all very marginal. And truth be told, most people wouldn't notice the difference. And I think that's the key point. You know, I, I'm trying to levy this at people who are not necessarily the geeks and the the, the creators who are going out there making the, the videos of their own face. Um, you know, I, I want to talk to people who are buying phones to use them as phones, which they never talk about anymore. Uh, that, that that bit, you know, the bit at the front of the camera where there's a screen and there's a speaker and a microphone. They never mention those bits, right? They well, always actually, talk about the, the behind this, the camera, behind the screen did. where this camera is.
2: They, it's funny you say that because I said exactly the opposite. Because they were talking about you know the the clean uh, audio and the uh, the the new AI that can clean up the audio so well, and they've expanded the dynamic range on the call so it sounds so beautiful. I was saying, well, okay, well, it well, well, to calls? be
1: <laughs> to be specific, though the, the the clean up audio thing you're talking about, that was from video, right? So if you take a video of, you know, I think there was an example of a baby and the baby's going wow 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 wow, and in the background there's a phone ringing or something. It was a dog barking. Oh, it was a dog barking. That's what it was. So I said, and you take can- the baby out and I'll listen to the dog barking. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought as well. But they did the opposite. They wanted to hear the baby crying. So anyway, uh, they uh, erased the dog. Now, when that doesn't sound great. Oof. But what they did was they, um, yeah, they were able to remove the sound of the dog barking using this audio erase tool, which is in there. And I, you know, one thing is, I mean, I'm a little bit hesitant to, to be sure of this. I'd love to get hands-on to try it. Now, have requested these devices to play with because I'd love to know how accessible all this is. I feel yeah. it probably will be, but I just want to know for sure, right? Because um, with Apple, you can kind of say, "Ah, oh, okay, I'm about 95% sure that's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. With Google, I don't know. There's elements of it that are accessible, elements that are a bit more challenging, so I don't know. But we will definitely put it through its paces. But that was an interesting feature, if you care about that kind of thing again. I just... I- <laughs> look i i am a little bit um old school when it comes to this i guess you know I, when i take a picture of something if someone's sticking their tongue out or if someone's eyes are closed i don't really care it adds character to the image right it's the personality coming through but these days it seems to me people just want to take pictures and everything has to be 100 percent, absolutely perfect <laughs> So again, that feature of swapping people's heads—you can take multiple pictures, heads, and swap the faces
2: around till you get one. That everyone, the example—it's like it's taking a group photo, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like a, a group picture. You take—I guess it takes a few pictures, and then it will take the best one. I mean, how it knows is beyond me. I guess maybe you have some part to play in that. You can choose the <laughs> face or whatever. I,
2: think I don't. So. It just seems to me it's—it's it's so. Everything's got to be perfect when, in yeah. fact, it's also it sort of remind me so of the Instagram, unnatural. you know, TikTok sort of life where everything looks perfect when in reality, no one's actually perfect. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's taking it too far. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a good photo, I suppose. And this makes no, it nothing possible.
1: wrong with that. But I think it just—I I don't know. I mean, I, I just come from a generation we didn't have anything like that. We didn't care about it. We took a picture, and actually, you'd laugh about the fact that you know, oh, there was Grandpa with his eyes shut again. You know, or you know, he was looking what? the other way. He, one eye in the football. You know, and that was that was it. You know, that was that was part of it. it was, if you take that away, does it not remove something from the image? Because it's it's cleaning everything up to that
2: point. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just well, we did natural. mention that when they were talking about you can even replace eyes. You know, and he's saying, "Well, hang on, what if my eyes? You know, sort of look in <laughs> different ways? Is he going to fix me up? Uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I
1: don't know if I like that." I don't know if I like that. I think this is where I just feel things are getting a little bit too sanitized for my liking. Yeah, and it's it almost just feels not... like
2: plastic, doesn't it? Yeah. But hey, I mean, people want it, of course they do. And that audio cleanup feature again, what we're coming back to, sort of where we started here, and what you said, Stephen. The phone, the hardware itself, they're all pretty interchangeable. They're all pretty generic. Where we are with power and everything now, mm. it's just about the design, but the software. Is where it makes it, it makes a difference, and um, I got to say, some of the software features that Google do, um, they do really impress me. That audio example of where they took the dog barking away from the baby video, it was so good, it was really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that in an editing sense. You know, that'd be quite interesting. How many times have we interviewed someone, the dogs barking, someone bangs a door? God, I would love to just get in and take that out. Yes. You know, yeah. that, I can see those features being really useful from that perspective. I just, again, I'm a little bit like, okay, but you know, having had a dog until recently, maybe this is what sparked it. and This is what maybe triggered me a little bit because I had the uh, okay. I had Dougal dog, and then obviously Dougal's past, And any videos we have of him barking, I, l- I want to listen to them. And it's funny if we had whitewashed them in the way that these videos now it, it appears you can. That would feel a bit weird, right? You'd be like, "Oh, I'm missing, I'm missing that element of that video now that, that was quite, you know, becomes special. You know, everyone lives in the moment now. Oh, I Again, hate this. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's that it's thing, you know, disinfecting life, really. isn't Yeah, it? exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's it's we sound oh, old. Do young, we sound old. These young people today. Oh, uh,
2: yeah, okay. Um, anyway, talking about uh, software, I want to talk about the call assist. Have we got time? Yeah, please.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. So, well, it's probably course, the most exciting one actually of all of no, them.
2: I thought it was really impressive and it kind of goes back. It's funny when you watch these events year after year, you can see the the progression and it comes back to the uh, Google Voice Assist where it can answer the calls for you and you know. Um so this range of tools and features is called Call Assist. Um the first one was really good and the voice behind it, the TTS was absolutely amazing. It sounded just like I answer the phone to me, I was sort of half asleep, sort of interested <laughs> and not interested. It was really human like but the ability to screen calls, but the, the real magic behind it, so it would answer your call and say, "Hey, the person isn't available at the, at the minute. Can you give me uh, just tell me you know what you're calling about?" And the magic behind it was being able to process the uh, person on the other end of the phone and understand the context of what they were saying. So I think one was, hey, you've won a Caribbean holiday, all you need to do. And they were able to say, yeah, the person's not available, um, you know, uh, I'm ending the call or something. Um, but then they give the example of that happening again and the person saying, yeah, I'm ringing about you know, your Caribbean holiday from I'm from the travel agents or wherever it is. And then saying, oh, let me get the person for you, please hold And, you know, the the AI behind that's where AI becomes almost invisible, but it makes a huge difference. You know, I got rid of my landline purely because 99.9% of the calls I got on it were scam and spam calls. Um, it, It became useless. Now, I don't get that at the minute on my mobile, but if that does become the case, this feature would be absolutely amazing. And that's what Google just shine at this thing.
1: Yeah, I think they're very good at this, and they are, you know, this is, again, what makes me a little bit jealous of Google in some respects, because as much as I, and this is the thing, a a lot of people, I think, tend to find me a little bit dismissive of Android, can't think why, Uh, but, you know, I, I will maybe be classified that way sometimes, and I am joking around a lot, because the truth is, if I was starting out today, I think I'd probably be an Android person. Oh, yeah. I think... That's honestly the truth because I think that they've they've come a long way. Now I, I do, and I'd like to speak to this particular person on the show because I know there's a a guy I won't mention his name, but on Mastodon he rails against uh, Google. He he attempted to go down the Google route. He found it not to be a pleasant experience for him, and he was quite surprised by the reaction of the community towards him for going back to iPhone. Um, so he wanted to, you know, kind of he gets a little bit irritated by by some of the the hype, I guess, around Google and, and the other stuff. But I think for me, it's uh, it, it's very much a personal choice. you You got to pick one, right? I mean, I can live between a Mac and a PC, but I couldn't live, I don't think, between two phones, one Pixel, one iPhone. I think that would just irritate me. Um, hmm. I think it's different with a phone. I don't know why. I think it's because a phone, especially a mobile phone, even if you had two phones at work, I did for a while. I, when I worked at the RNIB, I had an RNIB phone, I had my own phone, and I hated it because I was forever between... Devices, you know, calls and oh, was it, Don't was, want is it is the text on that one? And,
2: yeah, 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 but is yeah. the text
1: on that one? Is the downloaded here? You know, <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to drive me mad. So you know, that's that's why I'm, not, I'm quite you know happy what? having the one. I'm not
2: even going to get into that argument anymore because, of course, they're both perfectly viable. Lots of people are very happy either on Android or iPhones. So I, I, I
1: think it's absolutely fine. People, well, you want to check out Access Tech Live today because we're having that discussion on the show today. <laughs> we've uh, we've actually put that question out to people, saying, you know, are you Apple or Android? I said to Mark, are you sure you want to ask that question? He's like, yeah. So I'm going to tune in and see the fireworks. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But, you know, you mentioned the call assist, which is a great feature. And I think that that is one example of many, actually, which are excellent features. One in particular as well, which I have to say is a fantastic app. I'd love to see it come to iPhone, is Google Lookout. And we know from Global Accessibility Awareness Day this year that Google announced that they are going to be increasing the capability of Lookout, uh, in particular through Android 14, uh, because of the alt text capability, right? So being able to create meaningful alt text for images. Um, Lookout, which came around 2019, that's when it was born. Can you believe that? Wow. Okay. Like it looks like it's been around longer than that. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a fantastic app. It, I would say it's the Seeing AI equivalent. On Yes, absolutely. Um, But what they're trying to do now is use the, I guess, BARD they'll be using because that's Google's own large language model that it's using. It's now able to take an image, provide description of it. Um, You know, you can even use your voice or or type to ask questions and get a more detailed understanding. So very Be My Eyes-ish on this one. Yeah. Um, So that's quite cool. So, yeah, more and more uh, coming out there. Uh, And, you know, I want to mention while we're here just on the iPhone, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Pixel. There we go. i the uh, myself there. <laughs> uh, on the Pixel range, um, some other uh, accessibility features. So wheelchair accessible places for everyone on Google Maps. That is something which is coming in. Uh, so it will tell you if a place has a wheelchair accessible oh, that's entrance. Cool. That's, that's good. really good. Yep. That is brilliant. Um, because how many people in wheelchairs get somewhere and, uh, you know, might even call up in advance and say, you know, is your place wheelchair accessible? Yeah, sure. And then they get there and there's a step outside. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the business yeah. owner will say, oh, yeah, well, it's just one step. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. in a wheelchair. Hello. So, yeah, that can be irritating. So that's one thing. Of course, the data is key on this, right? Making it's sure the data's the correct. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live captions as well. Now, this, ac- this goes across, actually, phone and desktop with Chrome and Google Meet. So they're bringing in to uh, Android 14, uh, Live Caption, which is using AI to provide real-time captions for anything with sound on your Android device and across your phone and desktop using Chrome and Google Meet. They'll be rolling out updates to expand the availability of Live Caption to more Android devices and people, which includes a new caption box that optimizes live caption experiences on Android tablets, new availability for a Live Caption for Calls feature, uh, allowing you to type back responses during calls and have the response read aloud to the other oh. caller. Oh, and that will be that's available. Nice. That's available now on the latest pixel devices and it will expand to pixel four and five, as well as additional Android devices like select Samsung galaxy phones and others, and also new languages as well coming to uh, French, Ita- Italy, France, Italy, and Germany on pixel four and five and additional Android devices as well. Um, and there's a couple of other things which I want to mention. Um, and and one in particular focuses on the watch because the other device we saw, which I think, if I'm honest, out of the the phones, I mean, yeah, the 8 or the 8 Pro sound great, great devices. But the Pixel Watch 2 was announced and the key words were said, it's got a faster processor. <laughs> and to be yes. honest, I, mean, I know they I, I went into a lot more detail than that, but look, for me, that's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear this thing has actually got some grunt behind it. Because I feel that every time I've picked up one of these devices running Wear OS and you turn on TalkBack, it is a poor experience, a much poorer experience than you would get on an iPhone or an Apple Watch, I should say. Um, That is hopefully something that's going to be addressed, but it's actually being addressed in another way. And this is also interesting to me because I remember saying to you when I first tried the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4, I think it is. Yes. um, I remember saying to you, I wonder if the issue here is TalkBack itself or the processor? Which is it that's causing the problem? Chicken or egg,
2: I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, because it's not like they were going to bring out the new watch and say, yeah, well, the processor's slower or just the same. Is it an Android Wear and TalkBack issue?
1: Well, I think we've got an answer because they did say at I.O. this year that they said big updates are coming to Wear OS and that they are bringing out two... um, well, two new sound and display modes to improve watch customization. Okay, that's one thing. But later in the year, so this is being written from the perspective of earlier this year. Yeah. So I guess roundabout about now, as OS 4 comes out, uh, they will introduce uh, in there a new text-to-speech experience that is faster and more reliable. So oh. that's announced, and that was announced at I.O. We now know this phone has, or this watch has a better processor in it it's going to have this new f- functionality courtesy of Wear OS 4. This is where, for me, the watch gets interesting. So, mm. does will
2: Does it get interesting well, for you it gets without an
1: Android phone to accompany it? Yeah, but the people who have got Android phones yes. and have been looking at the iPhone and the Apple Watch partnership and going, God, I'd love that. You know, that sounds really good to me. Yeah. And also, remember, it's not just about having the watch and having it accessible. It's about the features on there. So... In the watch, they've now got a lot of Fitbit integration. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how accessible that experience is. Um, stress? And I really, wow. stress feature. Yeah, if you're stressed, it will, I don't In know, sense- I don't know what it what does. Gets gets you it'll Stress?
2: <laughs> yes, I don't know. Give I think you it was
1: shock. I, I, I was going to say, it's going to be on all the time. It's going to kill my battery, that's for <laughs> sure. They <laughs> promised 24 hour <laughs> battery life. It'll last two hours on my wrist. But It was yeah, nice. The, the, this, it was a nice right? update. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's a nice design as well. It's a nice little device. So I'll be intrigued to to try it out. I mean, it's got that round face, which, I mean, it's more traditional. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say speak for yourself, but I I think I can say that now, actually. Oh, Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slim. But but honestly, I'm really, really intrigued by this. And of course, if you pair it with the Pixel, you're going to get a good experience. And actually, if you check the show notes today... Not only have we put a list of all these features that are coming out from uh, the accessibility side, you'll find a link to that. You'll also find a link to mobilesyrup.com, which is a fantastic uh, Canadian website, which will give you details of all the different carriers in Canada and the deals that they're offering. Because, of course, you can go and buy these devices individually, but the carriers across Canada and around the world as well will be offering deals. And it seems they're offering like an 8 or an 8 Pro with... Either a watch or the new Pixel Buds. Buds, yeah. For free. So you can get one or the other as well as part of your contract. So that could be something to look at if you're looking to get into that. So there's a link in the show notes today, which is actually there. You know, I normally say that and it's just not there. (laughs) It is actually because I've done it already. I've done it. You have. So I know it's there.
2: Yeah. See, that's what a decent night's sleep can do for you. It just gets
1: you focused, right? Mm. It gets you Mm. focused. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um I think I covered it. happy with that uh, yeah, I think you got everything <laughs> i I
2: liked how they mentioned translation again. every Google event, it seems to all be about the universal translator, the Babel fish, if the you Babel like, fish. the ability to yeah. have a conversation with in another language with someone um that again, very, very interesting, but i 've kind of lost faith in the ability for them to do that. I always remember when they first did the uh, the buds and um You know, it was promised there would be some sort of live translation going on. Mm. Didn't really work. Um, I would really love that feature. I think that's a really interesting, really sci-fi moment when they crack that. Maybe they have, don't know yet. But um, again, translation came up, which was interesting.
1: I think what, what I love most about the translation feature is that it allows people to travel more. And be more confident in their environment, no matter where they are in the world. I mean, I've been to foreign countries and I've been to, you know, France and Italy and I've been to places like that. Spain. And, you know, those countries, you, you try your best with the language, but uh-huh. you're just saying English in a weird way. You know, it's just, just louder. like, uh, pharmacy, uh, pharmacy. <laughs> and, and it's like, I'm just saying pharmacy in, with an accent. That's all I'm doing. It doesn't mean anything. Absolutely and everyone's right just then. looking at me as if like, what was he talking about? I think you... actually pharmacy was okay, but. The other ones it, were confusing. It does take a while. I won't get that. into it. I'll get in trouble.
2: <laughs> that anxiety, right? If you if you can't, you know, especially yeah, in our situation. <laughs> I remember telling in Spain that everyone that I was on fire. Fuego. And apparently oh, it's well maybe Ciego for a blind. But uh, hey-ho, everyone, you know, came and helped me. So it was fine. I'm on threw fire. Threw a blanket over you. <laughs> yeah, threw me in the pool.
1: <laughs> what a strange way they treat blind people around here. Um, okay, stick around <laughs> We'll have more of your feedback next on double tap this is double tap from ami audio email us
2: feedback at double call us
1: 877-803-4567 and find us on social media on twitter and facebook at double tap on air and now on mastodon at double
3: tap
0: Hello, this is Darren from Bexley, and Kent. Just a quick one this time regarding whether Amazon will charge for the use of Alexa or not. Um, In the UK, this will be interesting because I believe there's a bill going through Parliament at the moment in relation to commercial radio and I believe the bill states that um, people should have access to commercial radio, I don't know where the BBC sits with all this, but in this country, I think it's going to be mandatory that people have free access to commercial radio. Now, whether other aspects of Amazon get charged, I don't know, but this is going to be very interesting. And also, if this bill actually does go through Parliament in time, as Amazon is an international company, how that would fit, I don't know, but this is going to be interesting. I know for a fact if I've got to pay to use Alexa just for basic things, I won't. It will be going in the recycling, but we'll have to wait and see. Maybe this is a storm in a teacup. Uh, We shall see. Anyway, this is Darren saying bye for now. Thank you. Bye.
2: Hmm. Thank you, Darren. Not going to happen. I totally agree. I think it's a storm in a teacup. How can you possibly, (laughs) famous last words, this will be clicked. How can you possibly (laughs) charge for basic features such as listening to radio or music? I think there is obviously, I think they'll probably introduce more features. And over here in the UK, at least we don't have access to a lot of the features, the monthly paid for subscription services that Amazon offer i don't know about amazon guard amazon health and all those things um but a lot of it i i think that's where the subscription is going to come in for those extra features for the basic functionality even with ai implementation if they don't implement the ai the others will and they'll be left behind anyway i don't think there's any way they could charge for that i just don't i don't see it happening
1: i don't, well, I don't know i mean i, I look at what what is deemed as local commercial radio anymore? I mean, you know, there aren't really any local stations as such. You know, it's all national groups that run radio these days. And you'll have a local presenter, well, local in some cases, it'll just be a presenter voice who's, you know, pre-recorded their show. And it happens to have these little opt-ins for a travel bulletin or a news bulletin that gives you basic information about your area. But truth be told, you're not getting that kind of local information you used to. You know, local. It might be different in the states, and I think it might be a bit more different over there, and, and certainly maybe in Canada. I, I don't know, but in the UK, it feels like all that has gone. Um, even local yes. news is. I mean, it's just a local paper these days is mostly ads.
0: No, it's and, true. You know,
1: you just kind of think, well, where is? I mean, there's it, it, not that there's nothing happening, but there's just no there's no budget anymore. There's no money being made to to pay for all this. It's like the focus is on big brands. So you know, in the days when I was growing up, local radio was. You know, it, it it was local. You know, these people were out and about in your town every week. You would you would see these people. You'd be able to talk to these people. You'd listen to the radio. You'd get information yeah, about what's changed. going on. Nowadays, it's just a voice and you've no idea where that voice is coming from.
2: I don't think that bill would touch it anyway. I think it's more of a always having a a, a service available over a traditional radio waves. Um, in case of emergencies or something like that, that, that should always, no one should be cut off because they don't have any internet and things like yeah. that. But, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's
1: probably more likely what it's about. But, and that's fair enough. As for Amazon, though, I think they will, I don't think they'll charge for that. Uh, I can see the providers charging for that. I mean, look, I mean, we're already paying for music. I mean, I, I bet if I told you 10, even 15 years ago, there's a day coming in the future, where, you know, that entire CD collection you've got, you're going to pay for that every month as a subscription. And you'd be like, why would I do that? I've already bought all these CDs. Yeah, but you're still going to pay for it every month as a subscription. You'd say, are you insane? What are you talking about? That is nonsense. That's not going to happen. But actually, that's what's happened. So radio could easily go the same way. I mean, we pay for, you know, we, we pay for all these other services that, you know, exist that now have what we would call radio in them. I mean, look at Spotify. They are now creating playlist radio stations for you. Which have AI DJs, it's so you know, cool, presenting? By the way. So cool. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, that's where it's that I feel is where it's going to end up. I think that is how we'll we'll end up getting our content because if you think about it, when I tune into the radio, what's the one of the biggest complaints most people probably have? I mean, okay, most people put the radio on, they just forget about it, they listen to it, and that's fine. But you know, you're not getting to choose the songs. Imagine you can choose the songs and get the news and get the travel info <laughs> and choose your favorite presenter. <laughs> I mean, it's the ultimate, right? And yeah, but And you can do thing. that today.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, to a degree. I, I listen to the radio for the personality of the presenter because I like them. I like how they present or whatever oh, it of may be. i the top garbage. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Double Tap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's well, different. are not DJs. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, yeah. I'm not presenting, you know, Dick and Dom in the morning. Yeah, this isn't know, what yeah. we're about here. Uh, well, some people would oh, argue. Some would argue, Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, if I'm listening for music, then that's what my music streaming service is for. And things, the extra things like the Spotify artificial AI DJ. Actually, I like the idea of that for having, if you're having someone around, this isn't me. I never have anyone, right? But if you're having no. a bit of a dinner party or a barbecue or whatever it may be, to have that on and have a DJ voice there and linking it all together it's actually pretty cool. But if I'm listening to a radio, I'm listening to someone I want to hear. It's almost, I'm listening for the personality. AI is never going to change that.
1: Yeah, Ever. I think it's. I think that's. I think that is true of podcasts. I think it's true of news programs or talk radio. I don't know if that's the case for music as much anymore as it used no, to I'll be. I'll give you that. I don't listen to music stations very often. That's that's true. I mean, most music stations. I mean, they, they say three words every. You know, it's just telling you what the song was, what's coming up next. Yeah, I I, I used to do this stuff, right? That's why my job. That's what I started out doing, and I just I got so bored. Oh, give us a link, Stephen. Go on.
3: No, I can't do it. Oh, I don't even know a song
1: anymore I, I was watching a thing the other night we were watching this show on Amazon Prime called Wilderness which is really good and um, I don't know who anybody is anymore but it stars it, there's people in it right who you might have seen in other programs there you go And well um <laughs> <laughs> i believe they call them actors and uh you know they, they were on there and the music that was playing my, i turned to my wife and i'm like what is this garbage is this meant to be music so oh. I, clearly i have gotten to the point where i don't mm. even know what you can't what even understand what music they're saying anymore. can
2: you Stephen? They're, they're, can't understand they're, a word no these no, are no. yeah. oh,
1: mumbling these days they all sing too fast speaking of which by the way dean got in touch uh he's not happy with you hi
3: Stephen, oh. laura and long-nosed jim well i'm gonna do a negative julian <laughs> So, not for the first time, whether it be on this outstanding podcast or another two-hour weekly podcast I also listen to. Yes, there is an enemy podcast to this one. I am absolutely sick and damn tired of people who send in demonstrations of things, and they have, more often than not, voiceover speaking flat stick. When are these people going to realise not everybody can hear or even understand what damn voiceover is trying to even say? It may as well be in a foreign language. Just stop, people, for the love of the flaming crows. It's not smart or clever. Nobody (laughs) likes a skite. Don't be so damn selfish and put so much effort into a demo that would probably otherwise be good, with voiceover playing at the correct and normal speed. These people who insist and persist in doing this all the time probably wish us humanoids talk really fast all the time. So I urge you all, in future (laughs) demonstrations, just think about others before you selfishly send things in. I, when I discover a demo of this nature, I just skip past it. So this brings me to the demo that Long Nose Jim did with Be My AI. His demo was exactly what I was putting out there moments ago. I have never used Be My Eyes before and I don't ever use betas. So when I first found out about Be My AI going public for everybody on Apple Viz, I opened the app in curiosity. My app said I needed visual assistance or call a company or volunteer. Below that it said I'd like to volunteer or share your eyesight. Which one do you go to to set Be My AI up? Long Nose Jim says something a wee bit different in the visual option. I hope one day, Stephen, you put out a few episodes of bloopers. I should imagine they would be just so hilarious with, I would say, Long Nose Jim dropping so many F-bombs with making so many gaffes. I'll be back to antagonise Long Nose Jim again soon, assuming he doesn't get the high jump by this week's end. Dean in New Zealand.
0: Mr F.
2: Are you listening, Mr F? (laughs) right okay okay Dean. i'm sitting back i'm sitting right back. okay dean now you're absolutely right i totally agree with you when it comes to screen reader speed now anytime i record i said it's a 55 because i i, I must admit and this may be a little bit selfish i find even 50 i find just infuriatingly slow so i thought 55 is somewhere nice that I think is perfectly understandable. When it comes to the Be My AI's" demo, I recorded that, and it was at 60 as the speech rate. So five above. Um, Now, it's interesting. I didn't think it was particularly fast. Now, I'm not a, a, a person who listens to screen readers at high speed either. I think top, mine usually, if I'm on the home screen or something, 70, 75 maybe. So I thought 60 was acceptable and I didn't uh, slow it down. But interestingly enough, I, I mean, I take on board what you're saying, absolutely. Um, but I thought it was perfectly hearable. Um, I'd be interested in other people's thoughts. I thought it was fast, if I'm
1: honest. I thought and it was I'm going to say,
2: that's exactly what I was coming to. But you said at the time, ooh, I think that's a little bit fast. So mm. I do take it on board. Absolutely. I will make sure I knock it down, even if it is by that 5%. Because even 5% can make a difference. But um, yeah, uh, can I just say Be My AI actually doesn't need any setting up itself. So when you open Be My Eyes, you simply choose if you're you know visually impaired, or you want to be a sighted volunteer. Um, so you choose I'm visually impaired. And then after you give it your email, and, uh, do you give it a password? I can't remember now. After you log in anyway or do, register, yeah. um, the Be My AI feature is just available as a tab at The bottom, it doesn't need any setting up itself, it's just signing up for the Be My Eyes service. At the start, cue,
1: cue the silly person, by the way, who got in touch with Be My Eyes saying it's not working anymore. I it was on my home screen, it's gone. And they said, Oh, yes, a tab now. I'm oh, okay, <laughs> yes,
2: yes, it's a tab. <laughs> well, we've all done it, you know, something if you expect it to be somewhere and mm. it suddenly moves, it's it was gone. I've, I've totally lost it,
1: yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I thought there was something wrong because I know there was a little while where I didn't have access to it because you had to be signed in. If you, you know, we're well, you had to be signed in anyway, but you had to be signed in to enable that feature. It would be attached to your account. Of course, I'm out of the beta now, so it doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's a good point, Dean. Uh, we we appreciate that comment, and I think it's maybe an interesting point for other people as well because it wasn't just about you; it was about all of our demos we get. Uh, we really appreciate you sending them in, and we really um, we mean that. You know, we love you sending your demos, but it is maybe important for us to slow down our voiceover a bit. Um, there, There's there is definitely a debate about what is slow. What is, uh, not even slow, but just understandable. You know, well, I think I, the problem for us is that sometimes it can feel a little bit too slow. I mean, um, and it depends. But it's, of course,
2: again, it's, it's, how long have you been using a screen reader and what yeah. voice are you using can make all the difference in the world to what you're used to, right? I, I, the, The reason I didn't knock it down to the 55 mark, which I usually do, is because when I went through when i read that menu there was a lot of information in there and it just seemed to drag so Mm. but um no absolutely dean i
1: will take that on board uh also has a comment about this sean
3: i'm not picking on you but for goodness sake if you're going to do a demonstration with your screen reader (laughs) slow the speech down i had some people listening to your demo on be my ai today and they said they never understood a word of what you were demonstrating This really annoys me when people demonstrate things that we all should know and can't understand it because their screen reader is too fast, as you are used to your screen reader at that speed. Keep up the good show. From Des in Australia.
2: Right. Okay. Thank you, Des. It's Australia and New Zealand. Uh, There's
3: there's an Antipodean
2: uh, uh, thing (laughs) after me. I'm Is that a frog? (laughs) I don't know. I just pulled that word (laughs) out of thin air. Um, Yes. Thank you, Des. Uh, uh,
1: Same answer. Yes, absolutely. Sorry if it was too fast. Uh, To Northern Ireland. And Darren has a question for you, which I actually want the answer to as well.
3: Hi, team. Sean in particular. Sean, following a mention by your good self, I'm trying to make use of Soundstream to play MP3 files but I could do with tips on how to best use this app. I have placed the files I want to play into the Soundstream folder in Dropbox, and from here I can start the files playing, but I can't do any more than this. If I stop the stream, I can't figure out any command to pick up where I left off. No matter what I try, I cannot get the file to resume playback. Do you have any useful commands I could use to make Soundstream a more user-friendly experience? Or is it the case that Soundstream will simply start with the first file and continue playing until stopped? at which point we're unable to resume listening. Any helpful advice on how best to utilise this app would be very much appreciated. Best wishes one and all, Darren, Northern Ireland. Okay, Soundstream.
1: Right, be- so- before you oh. get to that, okay, well, I just okay. want to clarify something for, for the audience. So Soundstream is a way for you to listen to your own MP3 files through Lady A, correct?
2: Correct, yeah. You can store them in your Dropbox folder. So it's a way of playing any media in Dropbox through your smart speakers. Cool, it's yeah. just a skill in the skill store. Um, it is a. Um, there's a limitation to it for how many files you can store in Dropbox and how many it will play before you need to pay a monthly subscription to it. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, okay, going back to actual commands, um, it should always resume from where you last... Uh, listen to whatever media you're listening to as long as you don't listen to something else i don't think it's got a memory so if you're listening to book a and then stop and then listen to book b um, if you go back to book a it won't remember it or you know go back to the start but you should also have the regular commands of um, next track pause fast forward all those should still work because it just does come down to media playback. Now, I'm saying this, I haven't used Soundstream in a while, so I will take another look for you and check that those commands are still working. But I do remember when I uh, first started playing with this app, and I, I still use it today, but I just don't skip through. I usually put it on when I'm uh, going to bed and listening to something. Um, but I will come back to that and check it. But you should be able to use your standard um smart speaker Lady A commands, such as next track. But as I said, when it comes back to resuming, I don't think it remembers multiple sessions, if you like, just the last one. But it should start again.
1: Yeah, is it anything to do with folder structure? Can you do you put all the files into a folder and then say that? folder is called no, it's, book it's, a and then book b for a second, second it's folder. it's pretty right?
2: flexible so inside your dropbox folder you will find uh, a folder called apps and in apps you will find a subfolder called soundstream and in there you can pretty much do what you like if you just throw a load of mp3 files in there you can say specifically play you know book a.mp3 and it will play that file or you can have a folder in there with a succession of files and then you could just say play um book a and it will see that folder and play every track that's in there. So mm. it's pretty, pretty flexible. The example I think they give is you know, a folder for jazz and rock and whatever else, yeah. country, yeah. and it plays anything in there. So it's pretty flexible, um, and it should be pretty straightforward. But again, I will definitely go and have a look at that to make sure it's still working as I remember.
1: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds interesting, actually. I quite like the sound of that. Okay, uh, yeah, come back to us on that. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a little demo, I'll a, Sean. I'll do a demo. Uh, just slow that voice down. So- screen speech rate. Make it 95. Uh, Okay, let's go to Jordi, who's uh, finally considering me to be a human being.
3: Hi. I've been listening to the show for some time now and find the mix of tech and everyday matters really mind-blowing. Stephen and Sean, your informal chats during the show are very refreshing. Even though they may not be tech, it makes you human. On that subject, Stephen, it was nice to find out that even you are human, trying to use your Braille keyboard finding it did not work, and eventually realising that it was already installed. So it's not just us poor plebs that make pig's ears out of something. Now, you lordship, I totally agree with you that the ribbon system that Microsoft uses is a complete and overcrowded mess, and I wish they would go back to the older ribbon with drop-down menus under each heading. Pressing the Alt key and using the arrow keys is easy to navigate and does not, as far as I'm concerned, get me in a was. Finally, Sean, would you be so kind as to do a session on the Pixel 7a? I'm thinking of changing from my synaptic phone to either the Pixel or Apple iPhone. I'm worried that I will not be able to use the keyboard to enter text. That's it for now. Geordie Frank. P.S. Your jingles take me back to the days of pirate radio. For all of you who do not know the wonders of pirate radio, they were illegal broadcasts from a ship off the coast of England and other nations. (sighs) Those were the days.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, That's you, Stephen. That's your broadcaster. Your radio days shining through.
1: I do love a jingle. I will not lie. I love a jingle. You can't. You can argue with emails, emails or jingles, for that matter. Uh, right. Okay. Um, thank you for that. And yes, we are human here at uh, Double, Double Tap. tap. That's show. Uh Yeah. So we're here at. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny, right? I think that's the thing that uh, I get. It's it's always interesting to me the things people comment on outside of the show. People will say, "I had that when you talked about this," and it's so true, right? Because I think sometimes there's presentations given where almost like any mistakes are removed, and, and it's just not what we are. We, we're honest and we're raw, and it's it's who we are, and it's that's what this show's all about. Yeah, full of mistakes. <laughs> Uh, I think Mr. F is thinking he made a mistake, um, (laughs) giving us six days a week. But uh, no, we're we're loving it. And Jordi, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, I want to go to one final message. uh, And this one is a little bit special because it's got some extra in it uh, under our new series that we haven't created, but we're calling Side Note from Laura.
3: Hey, guys. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but it drives me nuts that you don't get the meaning behind lol. You don't pronounce it as it looks. It stands for laugh out loud, so when Laura reads the email, she should just say lol. Ange. Side note from Laura Lol. Ange, thank you for your feedback. I'm afraid where I come from, we've always used the term lol when we're saying it out loud because we're usually using it ironically. However, if it really bugs you that much, maybe I'll mix it up a bit and next time I'll say lol just for you
0: oh isn't that nice <laughs>
3: <laughs> old Laura there well done Laura
2: um, that's interesting I always I interchange it lol and lol mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't okay All right, I'm not I touching that had a one.
1: friend I had a friend once who thought that lol stood for lots of love and <sighs> sent a message to a friend who just lost his mum saying oh. so sorry to hear about the loss oh, of your no. mom lol Ooh. and uh yeah Ooh. it didn't go down well uh, and the person learned the hard way that's not what it meant
2: <laughs> oh what a way to, to learn though oh that's because i'm old
1: enough to remember when it came along right people would say lol all the time and i think what on earth are they talking about what's this lol and then you know again you, d- you just don't know right so you think oh lots of love or yeah, laugh out loud or <laughs> yeah you just wow. make up your own
2: I am cringing myself inside out right now. Oh, Can you that's imagine terrible. getting
1: that text? Oh my oh. goodness. Can you imagine sending it and then realizing what you had done? Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Uh, but thank you, Ange. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate your, your comment and even getting a side note from Laura. That, by the way, is a very unusual experience. You don't get side notes from Laura unless she really has got something to say. So, uh, you know. And she says it so well. Oh, she does. Uh, th- so, thank you to Laura for reading our emails. Thank you to you guys for sending them in. Uh, I'll be interested to hear your take on Google. And of course, actually, just picking up again at the end of Geordie's uh, message there as well about you know moving on from uh, what was it the synaptic phone to a Pixel. Um, yes, I would just say do it. <laughs> just get on with it and do it. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a great experience for you if you're into Android and you're used to using it. You cannot go wrong with a Pixel device. But you're saying seven A. So obviously we now have the new eight. Do we have an eight A yet? I don't think we do. Do we? No, not yet. No, because um, A is the cheaper range. Yes, um, very good I, phones. I was going to say. I mean, even the six A is a good phone. I mean, you don't even have to go as far as getting the the eight A or even or wait for the eight A to come. Um, it's a bit hard <laughs> to say these names. The Pixel eight A. That's <laughs> Pixel not easy. Eight. I like that Picks one. Late. Well, yeah. it,
2: it, it seems like George's thing was the uh, being able to use the on-screen keyboard more than anything else. That's always been an
1: issue for me with the pixel phones it's or any Android do phone. Actually, you get used to.
2: I mean, it, it, it's, it's perfectly usable. Whether or not it's practical is a different you know thing. But um, I would check one out. Borrow someone's phone. Borrow a friend's phone and have a play. You'll be fine
1: yeah go through the sentence go through the messages see what they're sending to each other that'd yeah. be interesting that's what I like to do <laughs> once <Wow. laughs> you turn the speech up really fast so they can't uh, figure out what you're doing Will you stop anyway. it now okay ah. fine uh, right <laughs> I like just getting other people in trouble it's great fun uh, and of course I had nothing to do with it and I never said it if anyone comes asking uh, that's it for today uh, what day on Thursday so we get Friday tomorrow of course the express at the weekend you can look forward to that thank you part part yeah, I put in the thank you in advance because I thought you'd probably not do it. You get to your bed. You are as tired as I was yesterday this time. <laughs>
2: Sorry.
1: You get back to your sleep and we'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks, Sean.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. LOL.
0: LOL. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air.